guilty. The trial in San Diego, and a witness was on the stand, and he had witnessed this bank robbery. Prosecutor asked him, were you there? And he said, yes. Did you see what happened? Yes. He described what happened. He said, did you see the people that did this? And he described how he saw them get in the car and take off. He said, prosecutor said, do you see those two men in this courtroom today? And the two raised their hand. The two guilty ones raised their hand. They were in the courtroom that day. Guilty is what they were. Guilty. My daddy used to ride to work to New Johnsonville TVA steam plant with a guy by the name of Blackie Emery. Blackie Emery was a big guy. You think anybody named Blackie is going to be a big guy, you know? He was a big guy. Scared to death of snakes. Scared to death of snakes. It wasn't just, it wasn't just that he... You'd just talk about snakes and he was scared of them. You'd, you'd put a rope in a box and shake it and say, Blackie, I got a, I got a snake in this box. And oh, he'd, be, he'd climb the wall trying to get away from me. And he went to a psychiatrist to try to find out why he was so scared. And come to find out, when he was a little boy, his mom and daddy told him not to go back into the blackberry patch. Don't go back there. There are snakes back there. But he did anyway because he loved blackberries. He went back there and he got him a big old handful of blackberries. But as he was coming out, thorns hit his leg. And he thought it was a snake. And he laid in his bed thinking he was going to die. He was guilty. He felt guilty. Have you ever been guilty? Are you guilty now? When we do something wrong, why do we feel bad? Well, that bad feeling that you get is what we call Guilt when you do something wrong. And what's the reason for guilt? And how can we get rid of guilt? There are numerous misplaced reasons, but there are three main reasons that we feel guilty that I'd like to talk about today. Three main reasons for guilt that I'd like to speak on, and they're biblical reasons, and the first is, is sin. The first is sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is the primary reason for guilt. Sin. Sin. And sin is real. And it happens whether the, the person who sinned is aware or not if they have sinned. Sin is sin and ignorance of sin is no excuse and it's no alibi. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Even if you feel bad, either because you got caught or because you sinned, you are still held accountable for your sins. It says in James chapter 2, verse 10, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point is guilty of all. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, Verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Me, 
you, we all have a sin problem. We have a sin problem. So what do we do? I've stumbled in one point, haven't you? I've stumbled in one point. Does that mean that I, that, that I have no hope? Am I doomed forever? Well, we don't have to be. The solution for getting rid of our guilt is getting rid of our sin. And the mode of getting rid of our sin and thus our guilt depends on what kind of people we are. And here's what I mean. Are you saved or are you lost? What you do whether you're saved or whether you're lost, depends upon whether or not what you do. The saved in Christ, those in Christ, because they've obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, they've been baptized into Jesus Christ to get rid of sin and the guilt of sin, you need to confess. As it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, this is written to Christians, this is written to those who've been baptized into Jesus Christ, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It really is as easy as what we see now hear me while I pray take all my guilt away it really is that easy the problem comes in because many times we're too prideful and we don't want to admit that we've ever sinned I read to you verse 9. Look at verse, verses 8 and verse 10. It says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 10, If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. You hadn't sinned? Liar. The guilt we need to have is what the Bible calls godly sorrow. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse ten. Godly guilt or godly sorrow produces repentance. An attitude of I want to get this guilt, I want to get this sin off of me. I want to do whatever it takes. If it if it means that I've I've got to humble myself and ask somebody to forgive me, I'll do it. If it means I've got to hit my knees and, and go to my God and ask my God to forgive me, I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes to get the sin out of my life and thus get the guilt out too. Not sorry because you got caught. A lot of people are that way. Sorry because they got caught. No, sorry because you did whatever you did in the first place. You disobeyed God. You sinned. Now, if you've never obeyed the gospel, if you've never obeyed the gospel and you, and you, want, to get, you want to get the guilt off of it and you, you don't want to feel guilty anymore, and you, 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 well, you've got to get the sin out of your life. And how do we do that? Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians 1.8, God will take vengeance on those who do not obey the gospel. 
You are lost if you have never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. And we obey the gospel when we die to self and we're buried in baptism and we're raised to walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In Christ, you come in contact with His blood. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. And it's with His own blood that He entered the most holy place. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. And because of Christ's sacrifice, Christians, those who have obeyed the gospel, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, we can boldly come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and help. I need mercy. I need grace so many times in my life. Don't you? Do you need it now? So, a quick recap. If, if you feel guilty, if you feel guilty, it's because of sin, more than likely. Recognize if it's sin that's, that's causing your guilt. And then... Repent, pray to God, ask forgiveness from whoever you've wronged. If it's God, between you and God, ask forgiveness from God. I mean, if you haven't been, be baptized and wash away your sins. Acts 22, verse 16. And when you wash away your sins, you'll wash away your guilt. There is a secondary aspect to guilt but related to sin, and that is your past. You know, one of the major stumbling blocks to Christians and to non-Christians that I've run across over the years is, well, I did such and such in my past, and there's no way, because I did this, that God is going to forgive me. There's no way He's going to forgive me. And you feel guilty. And you can't get over it. You are guilty. And it's keeping you from moving on in your Christian life, in your life in general. Become fearful. It's happened to me. By your eyes, it's happened to you too. Many of you may be, may be happening to you right now. You may be guilty. and There may be something in your past that you just can't get over. How many blood-bought Christians are out there? I, I wouldn't ask for a show of hands, but how many, how many blood-bought Christians are out there who committed sin, were sorry they did it, asked God to forgive them, asked everyone to forgive them, and still feel guilty? Still do. You know, when people tell me God would never forgive me for my sins for what I've done my first question is, is have you ever asked him have you ever asked him to forgive you many times the answer is yes sometimes it's a resounding yes sometimes sometimes it goes so far as to say yes I got down on my knees I begged my God to forgive me I fell prostrate on the ground I cried and I, and I asked everyone that was involved to forgive me and I still feel guilty. Why? 
Sin. Sin? What sin? No faith. No faith. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And when you keep taking it back, you show God that you don't love Him and you don't trust Him. Enough to take that sin away from you. Look at the rest of 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe. You've got to believe. And He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You've got to be diligent about it. You can't keep taking it back. You can't keep taking that guilt back. You've asked God to forgive you. Do you believe that He did? How do we get rid of sin in our past that, that, that haunts us today? How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, if, if, if you're baptized, pray. Like I've said before, pray. Confess to God. Pray and ask Him to forgive you. Trust that He'll, he'll do what He's promised. Trust Him. And if you were never baptized, you, well, you're covered up with sin is what you are, and you need to wash that sin off. You do that in baptism. Now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Get rid of your sin in baptism by obeying the gospel. Now, a third element for why you're feeling guilty, and it goes along with, with sin and it goes along with your, with your past too, is the devil, Satan. Satan is real. The wicked one, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 Sends fiery darts your way all the time. The devil, 1 Peter 5 verse 8, and we're going to read that a little, little longer here in just a minute. He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Satan plays a big role in the lives of people because of his work. If you turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9, some have not received a love for the truth so they could be saved. Do you love the truth? Look at verse 11 here. And for this reason, God will send them, strong, send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie, but that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You see, God gave us all a conscience. He gave us all a conscience that we could know right from wrong. And to know the difference between right and wrong, to know the difference between what God is giving you and what the devil's trying to sell you, you've got to get in God's Word. You've got to get in God's Word. As Brother Everett, Everett said this morning in our Bible class, you've got to meditate on it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 3, in verse 2 he says, Not all have faith, verse 3, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And, and Peter, turn over to 1 Peter. He tells us, he tells us exactly how to get rid of sin, how to get rid of the past, how to get rid of, how to re, rid of the devil, how to get rid of guilt. He tells us here, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility 
For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, get that, the God of all grace, God, it's God who gives us the free gift of salvation, that, that grace. May the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, called not by some feeling, not by some tingling up the spine. That's not how you're called. You're called by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 14. You've heard it this morning. May the God of all grace, after you have suffered, and remember, joy is that hard time happiness, that happiness through suffering. The God of all grace, after you've suffered for a while, He'll perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I like that word settle. God is going to settle things. One way or another. God is going to settle things in your life. You can settle things now and get rid of your guilt due to sin, or He will settle them later. The sermon was not designed to make you feel guilty. The sermon wasn't designed to do that. To help you get rid of guilt... God loved you so much that He he gave you Jesus. And do you love Him enough to obey Him? That's what I'm asking you this morning. Do you love Him enough to obey Him? Are you guilty? Are you guilty of sin? Peter quotes Proverbs in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins do you love God God loves you and he's willing to forgive you John says that God is love and love forgives love forgives do you love God he he loves you he's willing to forgive Love covers a multitude of sins. Do you love God enough to obey Him? He loves you. If you you do, come now. Receive God's grace and mercy. Get the guilt out of your life by getting the sin out of your life. Come right now. It's together.